Is anyone, uh, is anyone coming to BYC, by the way? Oh, let's go, let's go. If you're not involved, you're missing out. Um, we, maybe the, the, the dumbest thing? I don't know if that's the right, I don't know. Um, but, like, one of the most memorable things I remember from one of the last few BYCs was, um, yeah, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I hope you're cool with me telling the story. <laughs> but Isaac Phyllis, he was on the front. He was on the top bunk. He was on the top bunk. And you know, that day, he was like feeling a bit, he was feeling a bit sick. He was feeling a bit, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. And it was like, what, 2 a.m. in the morning or something. And Corey Thompson was in the bunk underneath. And Isaac, he like, oh, he leans up over the rail. And he's like, <laughs> on to poor Corey Thompson, <laughs> who has to go take a shower in the in the middle of the night. <laughs> you could say you could say that Corey, are you ready for this? You could say that Corey was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Wrong place. That's the message title of tonight. Wrong place, wrong time. All right, take your seats. Take your seats. Take your seats. All right, if you've got your Bibles, turn it to John 11. John 11. Anyone ready to hear the word of the Lord tonight? Okay, there we go. What about the back? Are we ready? Come on, six to eight. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Okay, help me out here, yeah? John 11. You know, this month we've been talking at youth about the real Jesus. The real Jesus. Who was here the first week? First week people. First week people. Oh, come on, guys. Friday means youth. You know that. Hamish preached about... Um, he had, Jesus is not lame. Jesus is not a feeling and Jesus is not dead. dead. Oh, get him. Jesus is not dead. And then the second week we had uh, Pastor John come in. He's our senior pastor. He's the big boss. And he talked to us young people about um, knowing and living and having a relationship with Jesus. And then last week, oh, who was here last week? What a cracker. What a banger. It was, we had four, we had, we had our panel night, it was our Jesus Mythbusters, and we talked about Jesus is, um, Jesus isn't irrelevant, Jesus is not fully, Jesus is not just a man, Jesus is not just a God, and that you need Jesus. Okay, 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 we've got about four people here who are excited. All right, this is the last message you're going to hear for, for a while about the real I mean, every message is going to be about Jesus, but, but specifically the real Jesus. So we're going we're gonna to go for it. We're gonna, I got, I'm a little bit ambitious here tonight. Can you work with me? Okay, okay, okay. John 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord. I like that the Bible points out that they're a family. And then this, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are all siblings. They're all, all a family. And then this one, this verse says that Mary had wiped his feet with her hair. What these two verses tell me, go back to verse two, what these verses tell me is that they were close with Jesus. Their family was close with Jesus. And I wonder if I ask our Burn Youth family, are you close with Jesus? Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, 
The one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified. Oh, you're going to have to hold me back. <laughs> I've got, I got too much to say. Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. I feel the Holy Spirit is saying to some people, This sickness will not end in death. The male hubs at Burn Youth will not end in death. Tonight we're going to be talking about how Jesus brings life to the dead things. Life to the dead things. All right, verse 5, verse 5. Please, you guys are going to have to, <laughs> you're all going to have to hold me back. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Wow. Wow. Oh, let's pray. Let's do that. Jesus, we love you, we love you, we love you. Holy Spirit, you are in this place, God. Lord, I just pray for every young person here that they would have open hearts, Father God, to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, let's be real tonight. Let's be real tonight, okay. Um, The biggest frustration in my faith Am I talking to some fake people? Let's try this side. The biggest frustration in my faith, because sometimes you get frustrated, happens when I feel like Jesus is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Someone say wrong place. Someone say wrong time. The biggest frustration I feel is when I feel that Jesus is in the wrong place at the wrong time. All right, let's put verse 3 back up. Let's put verse 3 back up. Let's get right into it. I've got no time to play tonight. The sisters, so Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus. So Lazarus is sick, and Jesus is somewhere else. And in these days, there was no Instagram DMs. They had to send a human being to go to Jesus. And here's what they said. Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, sometimes in the Bible, in Scripture, when you read it, can I, can I teach a little bit? Can I teach a little bit? Sometimes the biggest thing in the, sometimes the real meaning of Scripture, of some Scriptures, isn't written down. It's what's left out. Now, notice, look at what Mary and Martha said. Look at the message. Lord, the one you love is sick. They didn't even ask for healing. They didn't ask, they, they weren't like, yo, Jesus, get your butt back here right now. This is an emergency. We need you right now. He, all they say is, Lord, the one you love is sick. That's a short text message. <laughs> yeah? That's the kind of faith that I want to be able to have one day. That's the kind of prayer that I want to be able to pray one day. The, one, the, the kind that I don't, even, I don't even ask for things, but I just leave it in his hands and in his love for us. The kind where, where I trust in Jesus, the real Jesus, for who he is, not just for what he does. For who he is, not, I said for who he is, not just for who, what he does. Yeah, look at this. Look at what they said. Lord, the one you love is sick. This is a real relationship with Jesus. This is the kind that Pastor John in week two was talking about. Really having a real relationship with Jesus. Am I preaching all right? Okay, let's put verse five up. Watch this, watch this. The Holy Spirit spoke so clearly to me about this. 
Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. That's great. He loves all of us. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. I mean, well, let's go back to verse 6. Let's, let's go back to Let's stay here. We're going to be here a while. We're going to be here a while. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, Jesus came running back because of the faith that Mary and Martha had. When Jesus was sick, my Bible says that he stayed where he was for two more days. Someone say wrong place. He stayed where he was. Someone say wrong time for two more days. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? He stayed where he was. Someone say wrong place for two more days. Someone say wrong time. Okay, okay. This is the real Jesus I want to talk about tonight. See, this doesn't make any sense in my brain. This doesn't make much sense. You see, the real Jesus doesn't just give you whatever you want. He's not a genie that makes you that gives you as many wishes as you want. The real Jesus wants intimate relationship with every single one of you. All right, how are we doing off the back? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Thanks, Jackson. Oh, by the way, Jackson Gosh is amazing. You see those graphics up there? That was all him. The graphics during the songs, that was amazing. Jackson is amazing. Okay, I've got two points for you tonight. Two points for you tonight. About a real relationship with the real Jesus. Number one. Everyone say number one. A real relationship with the real Jesus means growth. Oh, look at that. Growth. Okay. Let's put out 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to read this out. I want to read this out. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, I couldn't address you. I couldn't talk to you guys as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants. I give you milk, not solid food, because you weren't ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready. Imagine, this is the Apostle Paul writing to a church in a letter. Imagine if Pastor Hamish, he gets to work on Monday and he gets a letter in the mail. Let's put the verse back up and it says, Burn youth, young people of burn youth. I couldn't talk to you on Friday as people who live by the Holy Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. I gave you milk, not solid food, because you couldn't chew it, because you couldn't digest it. How are we doing? Close? Okay, hey, let's talk to Meg. Hey, Meg, I haven't asked you about this. Um, what's, what's his name? Jones. Hey, Jonesy. I hope you're okay with him being used as a sermon illustration. <laughs> now, Meg, do you feed Jonesy solid food right now? No. Because he can't chew it and he can't digest it. Is he drinking milk? Literally right now. Literally right now. Okay, watch this. But as from a bottle. <laughs> from a bottle. <laughs> okay, okay. He's drinking milk, not solid food. But as he grows, as he grows and as he matures. Yeah, yeah, okay. But as he grows and he matures, he's able to take more. Okay, let's make this a bit more. Let's turn it up a bit. Maybe you've been here since you're in year six or year seven or year five. And now you're in year 11 and year 12 or year 10. That's a long time. 
But some of you, if you're honest with yourself, you're still drinking milk. Oh, I know. I went there. You're still drinking milk. Remember, a real relationship with the real Jesus means growth. Yeah? The kind of youth ministry, by the way, that I want to be a part of is one that grows. Is one that grows spiritually and in numbers. Amen? Up the back, amen? That's all of you. That's all of you. That's the kind of youth ministry I see. That's the kind I want to be part of. Uh, we got we got to move on because I've got too much to say. But let me just leave you with this thought for point number one, that if you aren't growing, if you aren't growing, do you really know the real Jesus? Oh, challenging, challenging, challenging. All right, second point. So first point, a real relationship with the real Jesus means growth. And number two, everyone say number two. A real relationship with the real Jesus means trust. Oh, preach it, Tang, preach it, Tang. Let's talk about the uncertain places. Uncertain places. Uncertain places. You know, how many of you guys, maybe the 11 tolls, how many of you all have ever prayed, Jesus, show me which job I should get? Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you'll relate to this one. God, show me what you want me to do when I finish year 12. Oh, y'all have no clue how real that is. That's so real. We're talking about real stuff here tonight. Okay? Maybe that's, we're talking about those uncertain places. When you feel like Jesus is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Someone say wrong place. Someone say wrong time. Right. Now, first, let's get this straight. Um, by the way, some of you boys might have prayed, is she the one? It's funny, you laugh now, but one day you might pray that prayer for real. Uncertain places, but let's be real, I don't know that. <laughs> Uncertain places. Okay, let's get this straight, let's get this straight. Jesus hears your prayer, okay? Regardless of, he hears your prayer and he sees you, okay? But sometimes, and I want to encourage you, young person, that God does some of his best work in the uncertain places. He does some of his best work in the uncertain places. Let's, have, let's, let's put verse 6 up, back up again. Remember, Mary and Martha, they prayed this incredible prayer. Lord, the one you love is sick. So when Jesus found out, he stayed where he was, wrong place, for two more days, wrong time. But Mary and Martha didn't know that instantly. There's no, there's, there's no snap map. He can't see where Jesus is. He can't share his location for an hour. <laughs> they were left in an uncertain place. Are you hearing me, young person? Are we getting it? In an uncertain place. The real Jesus allows us to go through uncertain places. Those two days where Mary and Martha were like, flip, what is happening? Jesus sometimes lets us go through those places because that gap those two days, that gap is where faith grows and trust builds. Point number one was grow. Point number two is trust. That's the, pl- that's the place where faith grows and trust builds. That's the place where faith grows and trust builds. Will you choose to trust God even when you don't know? Even when it doesn't make sense in your brain? Even when it feels like he's left you in the wrong place at the wrong time? Am I preaching to anybody tonight? 
in the uncertain places, when you're not sure what to do, will you choose to trust him? And remember, that's what Mary and Martha did in the first place. That's what they did in the first place. They, they chose to trust God in who he was, not what he can do for them. Uncertain places. You know, it's going to be a bit scary too. It's, it's a little bit scary. Um, a preacher recently said that if it doesn't scare you a little bit, does it really take any faith? Does it really take any trust if it doesn't scare you? Yeah, let me tell, let me tell you. Preaching, <laughs> preaching doesn't ever get easier. It doesn't ever get easier. The first time I preached, it was a few years ago. The first time I preached, actually, Meg, it's probably here. Because the room was facing this way, isn't that right, Liv? The room was facing this way. And I was probably here. And everyone was over there. There weren't people behind me, don't worry. But people were facing here. And um, like the first, the first time, I was like, flip. I'm over here, by the way. Don't, don't look that way. <laughs> the first time I preached, I was like, flip, bro. I'm going to take it by the neck. I'm going to own it. I'm going to do it. And I, I'll tell you what. I looked at, the, I looked at my sermon notes for the... For the I'll step back a bit. The, the, I, I looked at my sermon notes the first time and I was like, what am I even saying? I was like, flip. That was crazy. The funny thing is, as I grow, as I do this a few times, as I get a little bit better at preaching, I actually get more scared. I get more scared. This morning I was so scared. And the reason for that is, I know that I have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know that I have to trust in Jesus. Not, no one wants to hear what I have to say. We're here because we want to hear what God has to say. Yeah. Amen? That's why it gets a little bit scary. Young person, if you're, if you're um, in an uncertain place, let me encourage you that it is going to be scary. But God's always with you. Always with you. Always with you. Okay, the last place I have time to talk about is the dead places. <laughs> real quiet the dead places these are the places everyone ignore the people around you just look at me look at me look at me look at me ignore like these are the these dead places are the places in your mind that you're too scared to go to oh these are the places in your brain that you're too afraid to 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 think about these are the these are the things that you haven't told your best friend these are the places these are the places where deep 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 down the sun don't shine and that's where they live, the dead places, the dead places. Maybe, maybe, I hope this is not the case, but maybe some of you young people here tonight, and this is so tragic, but someone, maybe someone once called you in year eight, they called you unlovable, and now you need everyone's approval. Oh, oh, oh. it's real quiet. That means it's good. That means it's real. Maybe someone... Uh, maybe you have a dream in your mind buried deep down and you got no clue, you got no clue how to go about it and you're, and you're too scared and you feel like that ship has sailed. And you feel like that ship has sailed. Oh, I love Connor. I love you, Connor. He does an amazing job. Come on, young people. Maybe someone called you too loud and now you're super shy even though that's not who you are. Now, there's a secret... Connor, there's a secret that I want to that I want to talk to you about. It's um, Lazarus. (laughs) 
Lazarus. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Lazarus. Okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah, let me sit down. <laughs> Lazarus. Guys, listen up. I got, I got one minute and I got about five minutes of material to get through. <laughs> Lazarus was already dead. Uh-huh. He was already dead by the time Jesus found out. Put up verse four. Tad, put up verse four. Oh, verse five. Oh, no, this is the one. When, Jesus, when he heard this, Lazarus was dead. At the start of this verse, Lazarus was gone. If you don't believe me, look at John chapter 11. Lazarus is already dead here before Jesus says anything. Before Jesus says anything. Sometimes the real Jesus allows certain stuff in your life to die. Sometimes Jesus allows certain stuff in your life to die. Maybe it's a sickness. Someone called it a crutch once. Is there a crutch that you're relying on, young person, rather than Jesus? Is there a crutch that you're relying on? Maybe you're dating someone and deep, deep, oh, and the church people don't know about it. Vern, you don't know about it. Oh, someone here is sitting real guilty. I got, I, got some, I got some good news after. But five layers down, five layers, excuse me, five layers down, you know that he's not good for you. Or maybe you're emotionally, in, you're emotionally dependent on a Netflix show when you know that's not it. That ain't it, chief. That's not it. That ain't it, chief. Nah, 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 nah. But if, if that's you tonight, can I encourage you that, that he has a higher purpose for you and he has a higher plan for you? Yeah? Romans 8 says that he uses all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He takes what the enemy intends for evil and yes, he can, he can use it for good. He can use it for good. We trust that he works it all for good. And by the way, verse 4 says that this sickness will not end in death. Man, I wish I had time to tell you guys, I wish I had time to tell you guys about the dangerous places and how in, in verse 7, Jesus is like, let's go back through Judea, which is the one place that he nearly died because sometimes Jesus will lead you through dangerous places to resurrect the dead places. Yeah? I wish I had time to tell you guys about um, Thomas in verse 16. In verse 16, maybe I'll tell you really quickly. And Thomas, like Thomas... In the Bible, there's, he has, in, in the olden times, I'll do it really quickly. In the olden times, listen, listen. He had two names, two names. In the olden times, he had, an, he, had a, he had a Hebrew name, which is what your friends and your family knew him by. And his Hebrew name was Thomas. And then he also has a Greek name, and his Greek name is Didemus. Didemus, which is, that Greek name is what other people around you knew him as. And Didemus means twin. And the reason people, the people around him knew him as twin is because he looked like Jesus. Oh, Thomas looked like Jesus. We're talking about physical appearance, but I want to ask you, young person, do you look like Jesus? Do you look like Jesus to the people looking in? Do you look like Jesus? Do you look like Jesus? All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bring this home. Let's, let's put up verse 38. Let's put up verse 38. This is later on in the story. Jesus makes his way back. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus said, take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there's a bad odor. He's been there for four days. I love that Martha is the, is the one that objects to Jesus trying to do his thing. I love that Martha is like, no, we probably shouldn't do that. To Jesus, by the way. 
I love that sometimes, here, sometimes in our life, the dead places can seem too dead to us, even for Jesus. Come on, young person, stay with me. The dead places can seem too dead even for Jesus. Even for Jesus. Verse 39 also says that there's a bad odor. There's a bad odor. Can other people smell your dead places? (laughs) Can other people smell it? Maybe there's lies in your brain that you know that you're believing. Maybe Maybe there's a label that other people know you as. Your dead places have an odor. If you want to hear a sermon about labels, Meg has a good one. My goodness. It also says that the body's been there for four days. And if you've never heard this before, four days, the Jewish superstition at the time is that your soul stays with you for three, and then by the fourth one, even the soul gives up. Even the soul's like, nah, game over, GG. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, after four days... It's a dead place. (laughs) It's a dead place. Amen? Someone say wrong place. Someone say wrong time. Wrong place, 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 wrong time. Let's put the next verse up. Love you, Tad. (laughs) Let's put the next... Okay, here we go. Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I, know, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. I said, the dead man came out. The dead man came out. Hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Take off the grave clothes and let him go. I said, take off the grave clothes and let him go. You see, Jesus might feel like he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. But let me tell you, young person, let me tell you that Jesus brings life to the dead places. Jesus brings life to the dead places. Amen? Amen. Jesus gives life to the dead places. He calls, calls those things which do not exist as if they did. Lazarus, come out. No one says that to a dead person. Lazarus, come out. Jesus sees your dead thing. He sees your dead places and he speaks to it and talks to things as if they existed. That's in Romans chapter 4. You can put that in your party bag. Open it when you go home. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. That makes sense, right? Someone say wrong place. Someone say wrong time. All right. Bow your heads, bow your heads. Close your eyes, close your eyes. God, you're so good to us. Lord, you've blessed us so much, God. You've blessed this youth ministry, Lord. Thank you for it. Oh, Lord, I thank you for all the young people, God. Every single one, whether they're up the back or up the front, God. I pray for. Every, I thank you for every single one of your people, God. Hey, if you've never, if you've never received Jesus and you've never entered into a real relationship with God, if you've never entered into a real intimate relationship with God, come on, guys. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. 
I'm going to count to three. And if that describes you tonight, I want you to, I want you to lift your hands. If you've never, and you want, to, you want to commit to a relationship with Jesus. Okay, here we go. One. This is for people who have never done it before. And they want a new relationship with Jesus. Two. He loves you so much. And three. Hands up, hands up, hands up. Hands up, right up, right up, right up, right up. Jesus loves you so much, young person. Okay, actually, you know what? The kind of youth ministry I want to be part of is an all-in-one. That's what Pastor Hamish told us about. An all-in youth ministry. We're all in. One in, all in. So if you just put your hand up, what we're going to get you guys to do is come up to the front on the left here. On the left here. Eyes closed, eyes closed. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. But if that's you, come up to the front. It's a safe place. I know it's a bit scary, but come up to the front. Come up to the front. We love you. And some hub leaders are going to pray over you in a second. Awesome. Hey, you know what? If you put your hand up and if you're up the front, let's, everyone, let's repeat this after me. Jesus, we love you. All right, come on, guys. That was about 30% of you all. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for saving our souls, God. You died for our sins on that cross. Today, I turn from the way I was living. The life I lead is now new. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen, 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 amen. You know what? There's just a few more things I want to say. When we feel, just two more minutes, guys. When we feel like Jesus is in the wrong place at the wrong time, sometimes means that that's exactly where he wants us. The truth is, you can open your eyes, the truth is, the truth is, Jesus is never in the wrong place or the wrong time, young person. Oh, Holy Spirit, you're here. Jesus is never in the wrong place or the wrong time. Jesus is never in the wrong. But sometimes when we feel like it, when we feel that way, when we feel like he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, it can mean he's exactly where he wants us. That's where Mary and Martha were. For growth and for us to trust him. Why did God, why did Jesus wait for two days? It's there in verse four. It's there in verse four. Why did Jesus wait for two days? It says right at the start, this sickness won't end in death. Oh, I want you guys to cheer after this. It is for God's glory. It is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. It's for God's glory. It's for God's glory. Amen. Do we believe that youth? Come on, Bernie. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Jesus brings life to your dead things, young person. He, you, you are oh, 1 Peter 2 says that you are a royal priesthood. You're royalty. You are chosen, young person, even if it doesn't feel like it. Even if it feels like Jesus is in the wrong place in the wrong time. You are called. You are chosen, young person, for a higher purpose. And I love that in verse, 40, verse 44, John 11, verse 44, look at what he says. Take off the grave clothes. What are we singing? What are we singing? Oh, I said, take off the grave clothes. Take off the grave clothes. Take 
off the grave clothes. Jesus brings life to your dead things, young person. Take off your grave clothes. In a second, we're going to end with glorious day. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. But some of you tonight, you need to choose to take off your grave clothes. Young person, you can choose to be dressed in defeat. That's a party bag one, isn't it? Dressed in defeat, or you can choose the higher life. Are we ready? We're going to praise our way out. We're going to praise our way out. All right, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's stand on our feet. Take off your grave clothes. Let's go.